Hey kids, how you doing out there? It's Billy from Bud and Blood. Boy, do we have a special episode for you. Here's our interview with Trinity from Camp Lathengrass, which was conducted at this year's 420 Smoke Show. Matt from the network also joins us. And this special episode is the Roach. So clip it up and enjoy. And you can also get the exclusive video on our Patreon. So please, come join and play with us in the Boombastic Playbox. Whoa, welcome back to, uh, we had a little hiatus, you know, a little break. We needed to clear our heads, I guess, for last year's fantastic Boombastics annual. Come back into the habit of it. Smoke Out Show 2023. Wow, very nice, very nice. This year is hosted by uh, one of the greatest additions to the old Boombastic Media family going. Um, now, I know that they enjoy some marijuana stuff and, and some horror movies and stuff like that and all that good dealings. And if you guys haven't been hip to them yet, you're about to get hip to them heavy on this big special because they're guiding the ship for us. And that would be the Blood and Bud Gang, Jesse and Bill Coyne. That is us! What up, motherfuckers? Yeah! yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, thanks for, for being here. Now, Billy, you illegally changed your... Uh, Coin isn't your last name anymore, right? Then you, It's Green or something like that? Is that going? Is that floating? Billy Green! Billy Green! You know yeah, I mean? my last name is Cheese now, too. Cheese? You're just, not, you're yeah, not supposed to bring that up due to contractual obligation. I know. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Well, you know, it's good to have you guys here and a part of the network and leading this parade of the 420 Smokeout Show 2023. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. BC, I think, here was, uh, I think was here the first time around. Um, Jesse's new to it, but uh, Jesse's not new to the, to the old media foundation, member of Dead Kids of Derry, as well as Blood and Bud. I was also on the Halloween special. And the Halloween specials, you know. The co-host with the most. Keeping it very special for everybody, you know. (laughs) Come for your daughter, Chuck. (laughs) Hell yeah. So this is our 420 friendly big special. We're about to get into some 420, some dealings. So I guess anybody out there that wants to smoke some weeds, feel free to light up some weeds or pour it in your drink. You can drink it now. You can eat it up. You can eat it up like edible weeds. It's very nice. And um, get yourself in a good place because we're about to kick off the special, ladies and gentlemen. Versatile. Would you all like to tell us uh, who will be appearing on the show first, who we'll be talking to? Of course. I actually was uh, introduced by this woman, Rosie Adler, who we just did an interview on Blood and Bud with. She told me about this beautiful lady named Trinity. Trinity Madison, and she apparently has a weed farm of sorts. So I figured, hey, let's bring her in and learn more about what she does. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Well, if that, I think that's time then. So without any further ado, why don't we do a little welcome, Trinity, to the big old special in the sky. And you know what special that is. That is the 420 Smokeout 2023 Trinity. How's it go? Hey, guys. Hey, so what exactly do you own? Like, what are you doing with this whole weed weed farm thing? No weed farm. I have a campground. I am a um, cannabis-friendly campground here in Maine. I'm the only one that's, like, state-regulated, state-licensed, and we encourage the the weed of its smoking. That is awesome. Sorry, I said farm. I don't know why that was in my head. <laughs> yeah, just, no, no. It was pitched a, a weed camp counselor, I think, is what, what, I, what, I, what I heard. Yeah, the first time I got it right. My brain just went immediately went Friday the 13th, basically, versus ticks, like with that cannabis growing, you know, like in ticks. And it's like, hey, we're going to go down to the waterfall and, you know. Crystal Lake is right around the corner. I mean, we can do some sort of weirdo special there, too. Wow. So. Oh, my (laughs) God. That sounds amazing. You're told we're always looking for locations. So if you're down, we'll check it out. (laughs) So how did you start this whole business of yours? 
Uh, this is actually the second adventure. I tried doing a butt and breakfast in Cornish, Maine, and the town kind of lost their mind. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that got closed down. Um, and then I was searching for another town that would be a little more friendly. And here we are in Harrison. They're, they're very nice. They're very welcoming. That's awesome. So what happens when, say, I go to camp at your campground? What can I do? What just, do you like, get do? high and just hang out? <laughs> Anything? Yeah. You know, it's, it's an adult campground. There's no, like, real rules here. The only thing we discourage is drinking. If yeah. you really enjoy drinking, this is not the place for you. We have hundreds of campgrounds in Maine where that is party on. Um, this is more of like the get high. So. Alcohol is the <laughs> devil. This is funny because, I mean, the vices are very different because, I mean, or I feel like with alcohol, most people might want possibly want to get more argumentative than, say, with marijuana where all you want to do is just basically – lay back, eat a fucking bag of chips and like watch horror movies or you just go out in the woods and walk around and have, you know, a, a nice spiritual, you know, sensation. My favorite, I don't know if it's a surprise, but definitely my favorite part of camp is we get people from everywhere and they are very different. We don't get like a type that comes to camp, but everyone makes friends and they become so close. They come back season after season together. They meet at camp and then they come back and group together year after year, and it's it's really beautiful to watch that. That's definitely my favorite favorite part of the uh, the experience. You, Makes you me really happy to hear. Did you get any crazy pushback from from when you first tried like the button uh, button breakfast type deal? Was that like what was the craziest thing of pushback? I could assume some older folks would be very like you show up it. at your house type stuff. We had a soft opening. It was lined. The whole street was lined with cops. Yeah. You know, they were literally out there protesting, like, I'm looking for, like, the pitchforks and, like, the torches and stuff like that. Yeah. It was so, it just reminded me of, like, 1800, like, witch hunt, the crazy stories they were making up, the things that they were posting about me. Yeah, they get raided and then get burned out of there. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Like, frankly. We had, yeah. We had the code enforcement officer there for our soft opening. He was just there with his little notepad, just trying to take a note, and it didn't matter. They they called uh, the town together and had an emergency town meeting, passed a moratorium, making my business in the historic downtown illegal, and then dropped a lawsuit on me the next day. Close my door. Oh. <laughs> You're like, I'm not doing this anymore. Earned everybody their money. I said, I'm really sorry. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're on the up and up now. It's been great here. It's been great. We don't talk about Cornish. Harrison, however. <laughs> Harrison. How long has it been open? 2020, I opened. Oh, nice. In the middle of the pandemic, when everybody really needs to get outside, here I was. Mm. You're like a holy person. I love this. <laughs> no, but it, it makes sense in how, you know, you're doing something that involves outdoors. People felt probably felt so restricted with the confines of COVID. People yeah. were dying to get out. So, I mean, congratulations. That's an amazing, you know, I guess you would say kind of outlet to kind of, you know, work because it's just, it, and not just for, and not just with COVID, but post COVID. You know, with the the culture as it is, and people, you know, get together, you know, and help people come back. I mean, it's uh, it's almost like a retreat that you, you know you almost have you know created with um, you know, that could almost have like some spiritual connotations to it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. It's this has been, and I I don't normally say something like this, but this whole place has been a blessing to me. You know, you have an idea, you have what you think you can create and you, you go for it. And then this, you know, what actually happens is so amazing. It's, you know, it takes, it takes your breath away sometimes, you know, I get to sit here and just listen to people laugh, have a great time, enjoy their time. And I just sit back and, you know, he, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a job at that point. Yeah. Speaking of taking your breath away and uh, COVID stuff, you know, you know, 2020, you know, dispensaries were already legal. You could do weed. I was always curious what the numbers were 
during COVID, if there was people to put the weed down because it was such like a long, COVID was such like a long problem, you know what I mean? At the time I was making edibles, yeah. um, I had an edible company. Uh, my business went through the roof. Okay. I actually offered a 20% off throughout COVID, you know, because everyone was having a hard time and this was medicine. So I was like, you know what? 20% off for as long as we're in this. I had no idea it would be two years, but my, my, my business went through the roof. People... People were getting stimulus checks and they were staying home all day. So yeah, what yeah. do you think they were doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember hearing stories on the news, like, you know, when everything was shut down and you go downtown, it's like, it's empty and you just smell marijuana just from <laughs> coming out from everywhere. And, um, but yeah, I mean, the numbers, but yeah, it's legal. It's been legalized in the state for a few years now, but you know, it's like, I think, COVID is like everyone started marijuana, you know, smoking, you know, way more than people think so? have. Yeah, it was a big thing. I, I, I have a, an, an inkling that it has. That's interesting. Yeah. I think, well, you got the, it takes off the edge. There was so much edge going on with COVID. People thought they were going to die just breathing in air and like it was legalized uh-huh. now. And it's one of those things, especially the, ed- the edibles, I'm sure, like you said, were killing probably then, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, I just had more time to get high during COVID. Yes, that's really yeah. <laughs> You get a lot of new smokers with the dispensary deal. So I was curious, I was curious, like, though, like what they, like, it's probably a personal question for those folks, but like, I was just, the statistics, I remember going through COVID and just being like, I wonder if anybody's cutting back on smoking weed because of the COVID thing, because, you know. I really feel it was the opposite. I thought the opposite. Yeah. 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 Because it seems like there's, I think people just, there's way more time, you know, you know, to do whatever you want, your home, you know, with limited time or, you know, excess time, I guess you would say, with a lot of people out of work. You you want to keep on a regimen. You want to try to stay healthy. And I think some people have maybe tried new vices or discovered new vices. And um, there's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, it, it helps the sales, you know, through, the dispensaries or if you go through uh you know say like a dealer or something like that but um you know Maine it has feels- caregivers have you guys been to Maine oh, I've, yeah. been, to I've Maine. been there a couple of times yeah so but not we're a big caregiver state and what that means is individuals can become dealers suppliers that you can grow your own personal you can make your own edibles which keeps one the market just fierce you can't create crappy edibles right. there's someone else baking some badass shit out of their home that will mm-hmm. deliver to you you know yeah. again medical cards are pretty easy to come by in maine you know you live here you breathe okay you deserve a medical card so it's <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> um, now can you do that within the 50 states or so if you if you come to Maine and you have a medical card with a matching ID, you can go into any medical dispensary. We take any um, state's medical license. Which is- That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Cool. It makes sense. It's medical, so it does. It makes sense, you know. Uh, yeah. Just because I'm traveling doesn't mean that I don't deserve to have my medicine. So <laughs> might need it the most when you're traveling. You know what right? I mean. That was an issue when the first started to be legalized, too. They were having, like, issues with people traveling from Colorado into a different state. And if they had weed, they were, like, taking it away from them. And it's not right. So I'm glad that there was a thing. And there was a lot of that. I fly fly all the time with it. I don't don't fly without it. You don't even need an airplane. You don't even need an Um, airplane when you got weed. You know what I mean? But I just... There's, there's definitely been a time where they were searching through it. They saw it. They gave me the look of really, and then just kept looking. Um, weed. I don't. It's not what they're looking for anymore. They have so many other friggin' issues than like yeah. a little bit of weed that I try to bring on the plane. Yeah, I, remember, I, I think it was like 20 years ago when I was. Oh yeah, not then. No, I mean not then, but I mean I remember 20 years, years ago, ago when I was going to. Savini's one of my housemates was flying and he, he had his bong with him and but you know TSA pulled on the side and you know basically the guy they, they were like uh well I mean I guess you're a smoker I can't throw stones and the guy was cool about it the TSA 
Lots of TSAs that would probably just be like, get your stuff and get out. But this TSA was like, hey, I get it. Don't worry about it. Just go. And that's one of those rare instances. And like 20 years ago, no, they would just yank that. Yeah, 20 years ago. They'd charge you for like the weight of whatever that bomb was. Trafficking. Yeah. You're in serious shit right now. Damn. Yeah, you're you're trafficking uh, an eighth. Yeah, right. I remember hearing stories that weigh everything you have, even the pipe included, and consider yeah. that like weight of it, which is oof, troublesome. Did anybody? Edibles ever... back in the day was scary because they, if they weighed it, you know, yeah. a cookie was how much did a cookie weigh? But now you have like a whole yeah. bag of brownies, you're fucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was so strange too because if you like, like, say, if you bought like a pipe and you hadn't smoked out of it. You know, they wouldn't bat an eye. But if you have a pipe that you've smoked out of it a few times and they catch it, they would They're be like, a, you're a druggie. Yeah, there were, it, it was strange. It was like, there were, but there were ramifications because it's like, oh, it's just paraphernalia, you know, whatever. We can't really slap you on the wrist on it. It's like, hey, this is yours. We know. And it's like, you know, you get a slap. And this was, you know, years ago. But I mean, it's thankfully the laws have changed just to, you know, prove beneficial for and not feel shunned. Because right. it seems like there was kind of a stigma that, you know, you were a bad person, you know, like, uh, you know, there were so many sayings, everything from like on Sesame Street to others just being like, you know, you don't Tom- smoke. And, you remember know, Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong had to go to jail, I believe, over selling yeah, just bongs. Yeah, yeah. He, went, he, he went to federal jail and his cellmate was the guy who inspired uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, there you go. Well, who was the Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> and he said, you know, write a book because Tommy was writing his book at the time. And that book became the movie. Yeah. That's Good. interesting. Good movie, man. Good movie. <laughs> Going back to the law thing, I uh, wanted to bring up the fact that about four years ago, I was driving from a birthday party and I was like completely sober. I wasn't feeling good. So I was the designated driver and my car smells like weed. Cause you know, I smoke weed in my car, but I wasn't high. So I got pulled over at two 30 in the morning and the cop was like, your car smells like weed. Have you smoked today? I was like, honestly, I smoked like maybe at like two o'clock in the afternoon. So this is like 12 hours later no. and no matter what if you say yeah i smoked at any point in day they're just gonna rip you out of the car and arrest you yeah that's wow. bullshit i don't know if it's changed now but about four years ago it was bad yeah you roll your window down now don't worry it's just residual smoke right is, is my light still out yeah literally it was well, horrible yeah. that's what you're doing with the lighter billy you're trying to make up for the broken tail light you, yeah, you got to throw them off if you can because who knows? No. They could be smart. They could be smart. They could be smart. <laughs> so, how many years into the cooking, into the cook, cooking edibles do you have? Because specula, I can. You probably dabbled a little before getting into business. I assume not. No, uh-huh. we don't want to put you on Front Street or anything like that. <laughs> Let's see. There, I there's got to be a high schooling, a college, <laughs> a college type deal. I came out in 2013. Yeah. 2013, and I was like, all right, guys, I do this for real. Yeah. Um, and then I did it for about eight years. Um, when I opened up camp, there was a definitely pushback. And when they couldn't push back its camp because I found a loophole to open, they came after my edible company. And fighting, fighting the state is really, really expensive. So I ended up closing my edible company and just focusing on camp. Yeah. I miss edibles, but that's okay. Yeah. I still eat them. <laughs> I still eat them. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to bake? Oh my god, something I've never baked before. Actually, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so you, so you're like a good test, which is great because um, because <clears throat> I know like a, you know a lot of the you know THC basically goes into the butter, but when that butter burns. Is how can you salvage that? Like, oh, I don't, I don't use, I don't use butter. I haven't used butter in in decades. I've been on concentrate since since concentrate was a thing. Since hash, since I realized I can take hash or a concentrate and create yeah. edible that way, better flavor. I can add it into any fat, any fat. I can make a sugar out of it through alcohol. There's just so many better ways to take 
your cannabis and put it in your food. I like the taste of the food. I don't I'm, really I'm curious about the alcohol. The I've never heard of that. <laughs> I, I, never heard, I never heard of the, the alcohol. That sounds really interesting. Oh, I'm, so alcohol is amazing. Alcohol will absorb your concentrate, your, your whatever sort of material you're using. Um, you can then strain it. It's in the alcohol. Spray or put it on whatever. Leave it out. Let the alcohol evaporate. And then what you're left with is all the THC on your product. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so easy. Yeah. Alcohol so you're saying with these dabs, I could make something with it. So that That's will either amazing. melt into a fat, a butter, coconut oil, olive oil, um, avocado oil, peanut butter, like any sort of high rich fat food. Mm-hmm. You could even mix that into avocado if you wanted to. I it's love like avocados. And you want to heat it up before you mix it and smash it into the avocado, but you can put it into guacamole easily. But if you don't have something that has a fat in it, you put it in alcohol, mix the alcohol, but you, you have to let it dry. That's okay. that's the key. So like a sugar or a spice. So it has to be fat soluble to it to a, to a degree, you know, when you're throwing right. it. I mean, right, 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 right. So the binding, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> I like it. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> have you ever made, uh, like, weed ice cream? I have made weed ice cream. Butter pecan was my favorite. Um, so we didn't make it too often. <laughs> but, yeah, Sticky Buds is the local one around here that makes, actually makes ice cream, medicated yeah. ice cream, so... They me a lot in the summer. I've seen Ben and Jerry's recently. They started up a campaign about trying to get people that uh, were, like, locked up for weed, like, not locked up for weed, which was – I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. It's like it's like joining a fight when they don't have to, which I thought was pretty cool. That was cool of them. They've always been in the fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a company that's – I mean, they, they're not going to advertise their um, – Friendliness. Yeah, weed. there's a reason they put out, like, there's Jerry Garcia. Come on, guys. Actually, like, no, exactly. <laughs> the fish That's dude. Cool. There's, there's, they're trying to say, hey, we're for you guys. We're here. Um, fish food is amazing. It's my it is amazing. Person. They do a ton of sponsorships within the community. Yeah. Um, and that money is used for promoting, decriminalizing, that type of. And they're local, too. So it's yeah, great. Say, yeah, they're local. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite specialty Ben and Jerry's was uh, Shweddy Balls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but I was like, yes. That's <laughs> at South Park. Rock oh, yeah. Right. That's right. how rock and roll that this, this ice cream company was. We should talk to these people. Yeah. If you can, man, I, I, I haven't had the pleasure, but I hear they're a really great group of guys. Uh, they could do a blood and butt ice cream, I heard, with chunks of uh, blood and butt in it. Imagine that. Dude, that'd be It's cow blood, though. Don't worry. <laughs> It's just cherry sauce. Whatever. That ain't human blood. He could oh. make up some actual t- panels. Get a picture of us and we can make some fake ones. We can sell them at cons. Let's do it. Larry Cohen did that for the stuff. <laughs> what happened to he him? Made, he made stuff containers. Yeah. We, Larry was going to be on the show today. Yeah, but he... Uh, oh, we didn't want to summon him out. No. Bill knows Larry close, so we don't want to, but we don't want to bring him in. He can get out of control if he hasn't had his weed. Larry, Billion is a paranormal enchantings. Yeah, no, Billy can just... summon others, some spirits that have left us. Billy can tune in with them and pull them in. I well, think it's so fresh flowers. Yeah, I got a kick out of it because one, yeah. one voice I've been working on, I was at work yesterday and, and I just posted about this. I'm in with the shop and they're playing uh, country music mm. and the national anthem comes on of all things. And I get a phone call and I basically just say, Mouse bar. Yeah. What? Who are you looking for? And it's a scam call. It's like, we're the FBI. And it's like, whose husband are you looking for? FB who? And it just hung up on me. The national anthem blaring. So it actually sounded like I was in a bar. And I was just trying the to do. FBI was looking for you. Yeah, right, call that's not right. The FBI doesn't call if they right. want you. They know where you They'll live. They'll get you. They come a napkin. Oh dang! 
Those scams make me laugh the most. It's, you know, if you you know how to answer the phone, make them really uncomfortable, depending on the venue that you're working in, they'll be like, wow, and I thought my job was fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Billy, maybe... Like, why is the sex worker emporium in a repair shop in the same establishment? This makes no sense. Like... That sounds badly, uh, badly placed. <laughs> you never know. Or perfectly placed. Perfectly placed sounds more like it. That's a nice yeah. looking piece you got right there. Oh, That's beautiful. That that was the perfect time to. <laughs> yep. Doing concentrates. I love glass blown pieces. Yeah. Ooh, nice I want to show you a bowl I have, which is cute. I got a bowl bowl for Jesse around here. Oh, no, she's already seen it. I got an apple one. It's an apple! Yes! And I have the shirt. It's like from the Canna box. So it's like all the instructions. Not like we need the instructions, but it's cool. The younger generation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got to teaching. Teaching new ways. Yes. You know? The kids can just look at the shirt. You don't have to ask me in front of your parents. Now you know. <laughs> That's true. Everybody has smoke. You smoke out of an apple. Everybody here. I think everybody's kind of done in their in their uh, in their younger years. It's right up there with the beer can. You know what I mean. I did an apple. I did. I made a bowl out of a uh, Starburst once. That was tasty as fuck. That sounds, um, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I made a bowl. Out of a root beer can, and it was also one of the tastiest things I've ever done as well. I could see that, yeah. It's soda can, yep, classic. Famous. I like yeah, the plastic bottles with the the bag, and you make like a little gravity bong out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. someone that. did that at camp. They took a like one of the larger Poland Springs, and then a smaller bottle with the foil, and I come back at camp, and it's filled with water, and people sitting there doing gravity bong. <laughs> Camp didn't have a gravity bong last year. We have one this year. I I, I, I heard you. I heard my campers. We've gotten you a gravity bong. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I haven't done a gravity bong in 15 years. Yeah. I, so paint us a picture, if you would, real quick. I mean, this sounds like a really cool, this campground, like, so, like, you go, you stay. Is it a weekend retreat, or how long of a stay you usually do? It's, it is. It's a two-night stay. We have, uh, like, Maximum of two weeks. No one's ever stayed two weeks. You know, the most we ever got is like a week stay. Um, 17 acres. We have the cabins is a very communal area, very tight knit. That's where our pavilion is, which is kind of right behind me, which you can't see because of the sun. Um, but that's where we have breakfast and 420. Um, and then you go down into, it's the wetlands area. And that's also where the river is. So we have all the glamping down there and the tent sites down there and the kayaks and the canoes and the floats. We are adding a dock this year. So camp's kind of neat. You go down and you walk out to the river and there's a huge stretch of land, like a peninsula that like takes off and it's in the shape of a heart. So we're going to have the dock on one side and you'll be able to float all the way around the peninsula and back to the beach and then walk right like it's five feet from like the beach to back to the dock. And you'll just, we created a lazy river at camp. Yeah. I, I love so how you describe that. That almost sounds like something exactly I'm looking for. I'm um, like, can we please have a blood and blood like extravaganza? I, from what you described, is basically almost a location for something I'm searching for for something I wrote. So I think afterwards we should definitely be in contact because I would love to check out your location if you would be interested in possibly a potential film venture on your property. And we will... Uh, and we will talk with you in more detail, but I would love okay. to open up a line afterwards. Yeah. It sounds gorgeous. It's that's a very cool having the campground is very cool. It's like having are you familiar with like gathering of the juggalos by any chance? Um, I mean, I know a lot of gatherings, I've worked festivals for 17 so, years. Yeah, one I've done. <laughs> oh, you've done it? No, 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 I've never oh, done a festival. I, you guys, with a campground, you guys could almost have your own, like, festival there, which would be really cool. I, so I 
I've, I've been in festivals really my whole life. That's how I made my living was traveling festivals and music, uh, music venues. So when we opened immediately, I'm like, oh my God, we're throwing a festival. Yeah, being on the like, the end where you're the producer, you're the, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go to That's huge because if you have, you have the property. So if you wanted to, I mean, you have. We, yeah, we would help okay. organize. If you ever wanted to do it, the, the boombastic media for them, we would help organize. We, we can talk. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. A lot could be had. <laughs> So do you guys do you guys ever do like a movie night or anything like that? Like when the when the sun goes down, I got I'm guessing campfires and cool stuff like that. Yeah, we have a big yeah. fire pit. Again, I wish the sun is just blocking everything, but we have a huge big fire pit right here that's a communal. And then projector and screen in the back of the pavilion. So that's we awesome. do stoner night, you know, movie night, usually at least once a week. Um there's a lot of rocks up here. That's a big um activity at camp is pick up a rock and paint it. And I always buy a new picnic table each year, and I expect my campers to, like, leave their mark on the picnic table. There's paint markers everywhere. There's no, yeah. like, don't draw on the walls here. Like, <laughs> if you don't draw on the walls, we're like, are you having a good time? So, yeah. It's really your really favorite place. Yeah. <laughs> it's land for adults. Come play. I, went, I was at a, a music festival once. They had a picnic table they turned into, like, a, a, a fucking a pipe-type deal where they carved a little hole in the yes, wood. Yes, yes. And then on the side, yeah. That's one yeah. of ours. And they yeah, spoke that right out of Yeah, yeah. One of my contractors, like, the, his first day, I'm like, so I need you to put, like, a bowl in the in the picnic table. And he's like, what? I'm showing him a YouTube video. I'm like, I need you to do this. Actually, out of curiosity, you said you've been doing festivals for so long. Um, what type of festivals uh, have you worked? Um, music. Gathering of the Vibes, Byros, uh, Worm Towns, you name it. Mm-hmm. Like, those are my, like, go-to. And then Following the Dead for way too long. <laughs> wow. It's a that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Casey Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely cool. You see, what well, you got any crazy memories? I'm sure you've seen some horrifying things doing those. You'll read it in the books. Oh yeah, book. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's my life's been way too crazy to not put that on paper. Good lord, yeah. those some of the most craziest things I've ever seen in my life were at music festivals of just people walking around doing madness, complete. So I I would have a 24 hour booth because that's just the best time to <laughs> always be open. It's just the crazy shit that happens at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Cell phones were not a thing back then because <laughs> you guys think you see shit now? No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's real memory bank moments, you know, and it's amazing how sometimes you wish you had something to record something before, you know, we had phones because, yeah. You know, but there are certain things that are burned into our brain, and then it's like, but phones come along. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that. And you kind of scroll past it real fast, but then, you know, it's one. It's amazing we have those moments that we still can have burned in our brain. I love Facebook memories. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I said it. It's, I mean, it's it's. I think it's a double edged sword, but I love those benefits and I love those perks of like, oh yeah, those moments when I was working with those folks, or you know, a, a time when things were going well, and absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it, that's the thing about memories. You got to take the good with the bad. So, you know, that's you, always wanna, you always want to look at the plus side, of course. I, I, yeah, I, I like the memories. Digital memories. <laughs> we're there for a reason. <laughs> of course. So when you forget them, they're there. That, I dig that. I see, I see, I, that campground is going to be a big deal in the future. We won't be able to have you on the show. You'll be too big for us pretty soon. Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really love the idea of your campground. I think it's 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 perfect for now. It's a lot of fun, you know. Like you guys, you know, I I am not a big fan of drinking. You know what I mean. So I I appreciate the the not drinking rules because sometimes you know when you smoke too much weed, you lay down for a little bit. You know, go splash your face with some water or something like that. You can ride it out, but you drink you drink too much alcohol, you're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm like killing somebody else then- sadly. You know. Anytime, I mean, the really the loudest thing you hear at camp is laughter. Yeah. Like, you don't get that at other campgrounds. There's always either 
a couple or a group that you just, no matter what, you just can hear them or unfortunately have to interact with them because there they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the wonderful thing about the communal thing is the sense of levity that I think should come from smoking because, you know, things shouldn't be hectic. You know, I, I think when you smoke and, and, you know, you pass the dutchy to the left on the side or whatever you want to say it, then, you know, you can just sit back, have a good laugh. And it's just, um, you know, I mean, it's strangely it almost reminds me of like Tolkien and, um, you know, almost like the hobbits where, you know, you have this, you know, space and, you know, the hobbits, you know, they, they like their weed too, you know? So it's almost like you have your own little shire, which is really <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It is it's just, communal. it really is very communal. Yeah. It just feels like super safe and like free. Like just the energy, like emanating from where you are right now. just feels like amazing. Thank You're you doing really good. <laughs> you are, yeah. I love the wilderness aspect of it too, especially with like being in that place with it. You know, it's a very, well, if I talked about people, about, you know, weed, you know, of course it has like the fun aspect, but the, it does have like that, the the medicinal purposes, you know, you want to, I, I always tell people whenever I'm talking to a friend or something, they're super depressed or whatever. I go, well, you ever like tried smoking weed? And if they don't, I say you should try it because like it can slow down, it slows everything down. You can kind of go outside yourself to like reevaluate the situation, so to speak, which I think is like good advice to do. Um, some people don't take that. Alexander Hawk don't take that advice. But it's okay. Come August, you'll see a different Hawk. I know. I heard about that. Um, we need to get a Hawk in a campground. So, with the, you're up in Maine, you said? How long How far are you from Boston? Huh? How far are you from Boston? About two hours, two and a half hours, depending yeah. on traffic. Not bad. Did Maine, <laughs> were they ahead of Massachusetts on legalization? or um, <laughs> no, no, Maine so has had a medical program since 99. Oh, oh wow. So, I just don't understand how good the weed up is. it is here. It's just, I feel like we're like the, the secret of the country. Like, yeah. really, like, really, me and we? I'm like, yeah. yeah I, I actually met a girl. I met a girl at a con uh, maybe about five or six years ago, and she, and she harvested um, up in the main area. And a uh, great girl. And so I didn't, and plus she told me, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know. We're almost like the best little kept secret that a lot of people, you know, and I'm like, wow. So I was, I was kind of shocked. And, you know, I, I hear just a lot of good things coming out of Maine when it comes to just growing and strains and, you know, just being, you know, even regionally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Maine, we are very specific as far as we have a pretty short growth season. We deal with a lot of moisture. You know, when it comes to the end of the season, we're getting a ton of rain. So growers have really genetically created these strains that work extremely well in these conditions and still create an amazing product. What are your thoughts on hydroponics? So there's a million ways for a weed. A million ways for a weed. And if you know what you're doing, you can produce an incredible product. But outdoor done properly... It's always going to smack, you know, whatever yeah. you're growing indoor in the face. It's just you can't reproduce that kind of intensity with sun, getting the wind involved. You know, like these are conditions that create an amazing product. And when you have growers that are well-educated, understand the elements. Throw some fifth by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, uh, you know, I seen you doing the dabs earlier. You know, that was kind of a whole brand new deal in the weed game when they hit the streets. You know what I mean? What do you think the future is? What do you think? What do you think the future of it's going where all the youth will be like, we need to get this and we need to get high this way. Weed wise, of course. But like, you think there'll be a different way of doing it? So electronics are big. You know, yeah. people run around with the weed pens and stuff like that, which make things very convenient. But you're always going to have people that love to smoke. Smoking, yeah. the 
um, ritual of rolling, you know, the ritual of packing bowls, coming together. I don't think we'll ever lose that. I think that's you, still. I agree with you because there's something there's, very tribal. You yes, know, ritual. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's very old school. I mean, it's um, something that we've been doing for thousands of years, if you really think about it, because. It's like, yeah, cigarettes are bad, but, you know, there's other things you can smoke, you know, still using those traditional techniques, whether if you're, I mean, my father, uh, back in the eighties, actually, he works in part of the legislature and he was for the tobacco companies. So I thought that was really interesting hearing how he was fighting, you know, with people saying it was bad, but it's like, but if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, this is, there, there's, there's history behind this and there's a certain code of, you know, respect to you know the tobacco and you know how they would break it down and you know then how things evolved with uh you know like marijuana and how they would smoke it you know like with the tribes you know like in the big old giant medicinal peace pipes you know that they had and they would pass it around so you know i mean there will always be a not not as big as it used to be but a small piece of the populace that will enjoy, you know, um, smoking in its, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't even form. think it's a small populace because I'm, yeah. I'm not a smoker. I, I dab, I vape, I don't, on a regular basis, I don't burn, but I'm still, when it's communal, I'm still hitting it. I'm still, yeah. I still the same exact way. Yeah. I didn't know no, that about your dad, though. It's something, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't talk much about my, Family, but I'm, let's just say I'm very, very thankful, which I truly am, to the fa- to the family I was born in. I, I had no idea you were the Antichrist, Bill. I know. Just call me Sandy. Pushing, pushing them tobacco leaves, those wacky. Better go with the wacky tobacco. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't worry. I won't give you my father's other clients. Bill, he's a good man. We can't do that. We could all be exiled from life if you drop <laughs> those names. I don't. We don't want to do that. Bill, you the man, Bubba. BC. The irony. I'm a chain smoker. <laughs> That's why you brought it <laughs> tapped into you, yeah. You know, you're raised. People ain't born that way, they raised. You know what I mean? But yeah, smoking stuff. No, it's, so, it's so fucking funny if you think about it because, yeah. I mean, marijuana, tobacco, or like, even like tobacco, mm. just like, you know, all the regulations. But I mean, you think of, um, you know, like the illegalization of something and then legalizing it again, you know, at what points throughout history? Marijuana, I mean, it's become, you know, very open, you know, and it's opened up more than ever. Mm. But, you know, state of Massachusetts, now we don't have menthol cigarettes anymore. So, you know, they're kind of... That one is of so the- weird. Yeah. You know what they're doing? They're going to up the price. Every time they up the price, they take down the nicotine levels inside of it. Oh, really? Yep, but they're not telling you that. Like, they'll tell you in papers, but not, like, while you're buying the cigarette. They did it in the UK, too, and I guess it worked. Cigarette companies are, like, the worst. Like, what do you think of the biggest, like, I hate to say. Morris, baby. Doesn't get any bigger than that. Yeah, we don't make cancer. No, not at all. You got to get that separate. You better pay for that separate. Right. Yeah. Someone was like, "It's in the filter. It's not the cigarette. Just cut the filter." That's I'm like, "Okay, guy." Hilarious addiction, right there. Okay, Dennis guy. Larry. <laughs> I love that Dennis Larry joke. <laughs> That's what the crack is. You can smoke it all the way down to the filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, think, do you think you'll ever reverse the legality of marijuana? You think you'll ever go back behind a, a you know? A I. I I think it's open so much now that I think we're lucky compared to say 25 to 30 years ago with the legislature. Um, so, uh, you know, the gene, so the genie is out of the bottle, I think is the best way to put it. And, you know, I, I don't think there, it'll be really difficult to have things, you know, go back. Virginia legalized. Yeah. Come on, guys. We are so close. We are so close. <laughs> And it's so funny, like the whole red states versus blue states, you know, of what is still allowed, where it's not allowed. And, you know, it's like what we were talking about, how you need to go out of state, you know, almost for certain things, you know. And, um, but 
thankfully, you know, Massachusetts got on board and, um, you know, we've had dispensaries, you know, opening up all over the place. I mean, and, you know, it's one of the best revenues. It is. Sure. I mean, it's going back into the school systems. It's actually going into fixing the fucking potholes around the city. So they're actually diversifying the costs, you know, rather smartly. And we need to start using hemp for more things, too, because you can use hemp for literally everything. Bruce. Oh, my God. Hemp is so versatile, you know, whether it's clothing, rope, um, you know. Fuel, I mean, food. It, it honestly, it affects every industry. And I think that is the biggest pushback people don't realize when we talk about cannabis and we talk about hemp. We're not just talking about the legalization of something that, you know, alcohol or tobacco might be against. It makes fuel. It makes food. You can feed it to cattle and uh, use it as feed the seed. We can replace chicken, you know, feed. We're talking about textiles, cotton, bamboo, all these other industries that are reliant. Cotton. We use 30% of the world's pesticides for cotton. We wouldn't need that anymore. We're talking about millions and millions of industries that are affected when we legalize hemp. And cannabis so yeah why do you that. think it was such like a, a bastard ch- stepchild for a while you know what i mean like it was really uh looked down upon you know you in legality as well as like older folks like for a while it was legal i believe and then it in the 30s illegal. yeah in the 30s we you know there were some people what money talks and when you have this plantation of trees that you've invested all your money in and you're like well how am I supposed to make money when hemp is so much cheaper? Let me grease this person's pocket. And then it just kept folding. Like another industry sees that and goes, oh, well, okay. If I grease this guy's pocket, then they'll make it illegal to use it in this industry. And it just kept compounding during a time when, I mean, it's not like it's any better now, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. politics are fucked up. So, and that's sure. how. Butter, I cut it. it, it <laughs> politics is fucked up. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> it's a greedy thing, yeah. One dirty hand washes the other dirty hand. <laughs> it's one of those weird situations where, like, it it would be better for the public, but, like, you know, they're, they're, there's too many hands elsewhere. Yeah. Very crazy. Very crazy stuff. So we got a few, what'd you say, uh, Louisiana or Virginia, Virginia, holding, holding out on them and they let, and try and hopefully they'll get some, get some leniency. Well, they, no, they've legalized. Virginia's okay. completely legalized. Yeah. Their personal grow is, you know, now legal and, um, you can put in for licenses. Virginia actually have come out and said, we are focusing on minorities and women. Those are their front line for licenses. Sorry, white guys, you gotta wait. So, All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Virginia just kind of slapped me in the face with their like, real world. We understand what we've been doing, and we're sorry. So let's let's try and make things right from here on out. So was, there's still a there's still a few states that aren't cool with it, right? I, I believe so some of the southern ones or something like that. A lot of the southern Texas, ones. Utah, Wyoming. You know, the Alabamas, Georgia. It will be a a frozen day in hell if Utah ever (laughs) accepts. If the Mormons Mormons are like, we love this. It's so weird because it's so sacred. You know, I I know cannabis was in the Bible. Everyone knows cannabis was in the Bible. So I don't. I don't understand how they're like, no, you're so Bible driven. I'm not to be judgmental, but. No, but I mean, you know, no matter how you cut cut burning bush, you're smoking something. You're smoking that burning bush. They want, they want you to feel that you're getting that ultimate lifted high happiness from the religion. Not what, you know, they don't like, they don't like to talk about. Weed it is being God, the, what? The weed. They don't like to talk about the weed being the uplifting thing sometimes. You froze. Yeah. All I heard was burning bush, and then, Billy, you froze. And I was like, oh, you froze at the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Billy, boss. Say it again. Well, no, but it's like, you know, I mean, what I was saying was, it's like, you know, you sm- 
in the Bible, there's the burning bush, and I was going to continue on and say, yeah, then you have a relative basically say, oh, my kid turned into an animal. It's like, well, if you smoke enough of the bush, you know, anything's going to turn into anything. That's true. That is a true fact. You know what I mean? I mean, it's fucking ridiculous if you're going to think of what, like, I mean, penicillin, you know, and the witch trials and stuff like that, where people were hallucinating. I mean, you know, there's been hallucinogenics throughout history that has basically, you know, kind of switched perception. And it could, and there could be religious connotations. And that's one thing a lot of things, a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. A lot. I mean, D, I mean, DMT. You know, I mean, alternate realities and dimensions. I mean, it's fascinating how That's even, what I've yet to try. even more science goes with DMT. that. I mean, no DMT yeah. for you? No. I. So tripping when I was younger yeah. was like the only thing I enjoyed doing. Like that was my non-reality. Other drugs were not fun. Psychedelics were fun. Right. And then one day, oh, fuck, that was not fun. And I've just, I, getting slowly back in with, like, mushrooms and stuff like that is, like, kind of where I'm at now. But DMT just seems like, oh, you thought acid wasn't fun? Here you go. I'm not there yet. Cool. I got I a little wait. wait. I want to wait until I die to experience DMT. Like, that's what it was for, you know? Like, you I want the full to, effect. You don't want to get used to it. So when you die, <laughs> exactly. that comforting DMT is not quite there. I, I just picked hey, up a bottle. I, 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 I wouldn't try ayahuasca. <laughs> I'd try ayahuasca with you, but yeah. we'd be horrified, Boo. Yeah, ayahuasca. I hear it's scary <laughs> stuff. Let's let's do ayahuasca. I hear you're visited by the insomniac demon if you fucking take ayahuasca there. Yeah, and he said I, I owed him money, and then I kicked him in the nuts. See, I know that's somebody else. Now to go with that religious thing, I just picked up a book I haven't read it yet. It's called like um, the Holy Mushroom. And the cross or something like that and it supposedly ties all the hallucinogenic mushrooms and stuff to like the creation of religion it's kind of a weird deal i haven't dipped into the book yet but uh i bought it before it was unable to get bought i try to do that whenever i, I see something like that i wouldn't doubt it i don't doubt it i honestly believe people would take psychedelics mushrooms these peyotes and and go through these experiences and believe that they were talking to god yeah. it, People honestly don't believe that that's how all this crazy shit in the Bible happens. And again, my opinion. But yeah. <laughs> One of our family friends who's a writer, he used to boil peyote, you know, to get ideas. <laughs> I like that. We gotta have him on the show. Boiling peyote. And he, and he went on to write uh, or co write, yeah, write, write, write Volcano. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know. I know that name. I thought you were speaking of like an authorship, a book, a writer of books, like like Brad Oates. No, but like con- concepts and ideas. I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes they come from somewhere naturally, and sometimes you might, whatever, do something, and it's like I never thought of that concept before. And it's like, yeah, and, but if you're smart enough and you have a pen and, or whatever, if you have a pen and paper close by, you can jot it down because it's so easy to have an right idea. Right next to your bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they have as you're falling asleep, you get that great idea. So you got to have it right next to your bed, pen and paper. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's yeah. I know writers that do that as well. I mean, to get to a place where you get near, like you're almost going to fall asleep. It's like some people, it's like so many ideas come to them. Then it's like, yeah, that's what Dan Albany. Hold on, I'll uh, be right back. Can I yeah. hold you? Cools in the gangs. In Dan Albany. Return of the Living Dead. I'll be right back. Okay. The um, we have some folks in the waiting room too, Jess and Billy. If you want to try and bring some folk, want to bring some. I know you had two people. Um, I love the Zoom on the camera. That is so cool. That is so cool. We I for Ralph Sutton from Gas Digital had the first person we interviewed him. He had one of these cameras, and they're like. They're like smart cameras where like they flip around and they follow you, which is very cool. I was um, using a camera like that when I first jumped on to uh, Dead Kids. I just was going to say that. I yes. thought you had a work worked with the camera similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, on a MacBook. We got we got Caters and Dennison in one video, and then we also have Owen, um, who might want to be, you know. So we have those folks in the waiting room. 
And um, but we got Trinity on with us now, doing it big. I like that view, very nice. Hopefully, that's not the last time we've seen Trinity. That the well, lady we the saw kid. the woman's face, so if she goes missing, we know who took her. That lady reminded me of Sarah Carl from the Keith Rovere show. <laughs> and now and she brought a dog with her. Oh, that's my indie girl. Dogs are nice. <laughs> He's our security. So when you come to camp and you see a dog wandering around with the yellow, like she's our security. <laughs> so you guys are doing all right, smoking good weed. Don't eat edibles around when you come to camp. I'm she will not eat your food. She will not eat nothing. You leave an edible out, and that bitch is like, sucker. <laughs> My dog likes to get high. Pick up for a reason. Yep. <laughs> it's almost like she needs to wear a little sign, don't feed the dog well fed. There you go. I dig. That does dingy. I mean, I'll, no, I mean, I'll never forget my mother. She had a Yorkie. Mm-hmm. And my brother was selling weed at the time, and a tiny little Yorkie it, ate. It does. It actually has. Oh, there you are. Okay, you got oh, everyone no. froze for a quick oh. second. But yeah, my mother's Yorkie ate like a yeah. package eighth of weed, then threw it up when she came home. So oh, yeah. so much weed for a Yorkie. Yeah, one of my roommates had um, a miniature pit bull. And the dog ended up finding some weed and eating it, but we didn't know that. So she leaves, and I go downstairs to let the dogs out of the kennel. And Frankie just runs out, and he just starts pissing everywhere. And it's just like a stream. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And then he, like, goes into the car with her because she's like, oh, I I need to get him checked out. Because he was kind of, like, seizuring out, too. But he stopped. And then he just, you just didn't see him sitting in the back seat. And he's just, like, super happy, just just stoned as fuck. <laughs> and she's like, I got him fries. He's fine. <laughs> fries? Yeah. Hey. Fries. So Indica got her name because I got her at eight weeks old. Right. And the girl who's, you know, her, her boyfriend and her dog got together, had puppies. Oh my God. What am I going to do? I'm like, all right, I'll take one. So she's dropping her off at my house, eight weeks old. And this thing's walking and wobbling. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? You give me a dog with like vertigo. Cause she's like, walking and like falls into like a cabinet and i'm like Aww. yeah so she ate a roach on the way out of the house and they live oh. like an hour and a half away yeah. so she's eight weeks old and high as fuck and now <laughs> that's it from her from that day on she's like oh is that weed she had weed <laughs> i'm an edible baker i keep shit like away i know my dog loves weed so yeah. we come home one day and one of, like, the bags I keep suckers in was ripped open. There was, like, 50 suckers in that bag. There's, like, eight left. She is retarded high. I have some of the best videos of her I've ever seen in my whole life. So we ride through the night. She's just grooving and moving. And I'm cause we are watching her. It was a lot, a lot of weight. I got my, <laughs> I got the peroxide right there. And he's like, should we make it throw up? Should we make it throw up? I don't know. She looks like she's having a good time. <laughs> we keep coming home like time after time and she's high she's mm. acting really weird and i'm thinking she's getting into like mushrooms in the yard it's it's springtime i'm like she must be eating something so my boyfriend at the time i'm like watch her don't let her run around you know and that her she keeps getting high we wake up one morning she's high in the morning she hasn't even been out yet and i'm like what the fuck so we start going through things she had the whole clump a fucking edibles in her toy box. Uh, and she's just munching at it like day after day. Like, I'm going to be high today. What up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Best dog ever. You gotta respect it. Yeah. Like a it giant is. gumball of edibles and all the dogs. It was, gross. it was so gross. I think she's just sitting there like licking it like, la la la. Hell yeah. That's your everlasting gobstopper right there. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had to apologize to my boyfriend a lot. <laughs> That's funny. It was good. It was good. Can't even be mad at her. Can't. We'd do the same. You can't thing. be mad. Right? Get mad at my dog for something I would do. Yeah. 